0: Hello and welcome to the On Sidekick Family Hour. I'm your host Ryan Bamiver. With me, as always, Stephen White. How are you today, Stephen?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How about you?
0: Hey, man. I can't complain. I mean, it's February still, and there are flowers poking up. I mean, I'm gonna take spring when I can get it. I know that it's gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be in for some hell of a snapback here, but it's all right. We'll, we'll deal with it when it comes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I, you know, I guess today's the NBA trade deadline. And like, so I like, you know, with NFL free agency is starting to. It's on the burner. It's getting hot. Not quite yet to come to a boil, but it's uh it's ready to go. It's trucking along. We got a little bit of, of activity here and there. It, you know, what's weird is nobody's gotten the franchise tag yet.
2: When,
1: when, when did that uh, March first.
0: uh Last Wednesday. And then hmm. it closes on March 1st, which I guess, you know, there's always like maybe they can work out a deal if they're close or something like that. But it seems like sometimes they tag guys and like even if they are in the middle of negotiations, they can. Like, hey, we're just going to do this oh. so we don't have to dick around with it later, you know.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, some teams just know that they probably won't be able to come to a, a, a resolution anytime soon, so Mike, um, Kirk Cousins last year, they knew that they, they were probably going to just let him play out on the tag anyway, so I, I can't remember for sure, but I bet they probably tagged him early. Um, and Andrew Brent on Twitter always says that um, uh, deadlines for action yeah and he's right so you know the closer you get to that deadline um usually that puts pressure on both parties to go ahead and get a long-term deal done and if you can't get any closer um you know as you approach the the deadline for the franchise tag, Mm -hmm. the team's just uh, at some point have to say well we just – we won't be able to get this done. Let's go ahead and tag
0: him. Yeah. Which, you know, and you mentioned Kirk Cousins, and that's really the – I mean, I like out of all the names that could get tagged this year, that's the one that, like, there's the most sort of drama around. Because they couldn't get a long – I mean, they couldn't get a long-term deal done and, like, maybe created some bad blood with Cousins in Washington last year. And now there's rumors that – and some of this sounds like it's, you know, that strategically leaked – sort of rumor. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, there's some Washington, maybe not sold on Kirk Cousins, the Casey masterpiece for the long term. And they might tag him and let him go or tag him and trade him to maybe San Francisco where Kyle Shanahan could, you know, uh, reunite with Kirk Cousins. But uh, there's definitely some weirdness going on there.
1: Well, I, I think that... The one thing about uh, Washington, they recognize that they're in a position right now um, where they could still leverage him. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, most people would have thought that Kirk Cousins had all the leverage in this situation. But if Washington can kind of act like we still aren't completely sold on this guy. Now listen, if you watch the film, they have plenty of reason. Yeah. To say that, like this is not just them, you know, bullshitting. That there, there's, they, they could upgrade. Uh, you know, that's all I'm saying is that, you know, Kirk Cousins is who he is, but he's he's not the guy to get you over the top. Yeah. Like he can maybe you know hold the fort down, but he's not the guy to really put you over the top and with the weapons around him, he should be, like, lighting it up. You know, yeah. the, the, the fact that he, he has good statistics anyway is just more a product of you almost, I said this before the season, you almost would have to go out of your way to try to fail when you have as, as many talented guys yeah. on offense as Washington does. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the fact that Washington really might not be sold on him then it makes sense for them to, you know, tag and trade him and actually get something for him rather than, you know, continue to play this game of of tagging him and then eating up all that cap space and and also just, you know, not moving any closer to actually getting who you think might be the franchise quarterback. It makes a lot of sense for them to to, to kind of dangle him and trade him.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, And at the end of the day, it's business. So he he can't take it personally. Yeah. uh, It's one of those things.
0: And like, you know, that's uh I mean if they tag him again this year, I think it's a, it's just a shade under twenty four million dollars. But that's you know, twenty-four million dollars for one year, that's you know, that's Andrew Luck. That's that's top tier quarterback kind of money. And how do you you're a Kirk Cousins, it's hard to go, you know, to go to the bargaining table and say, if I'm worth twenty four million dollars to you this year, why wouldn't I be worth twenty four million dollars to you next year? Right. And that's where I think you can kind of see Washington's point, like, hey, I mean, are you really – I mean, do we feel good enough about this guy to commit another $50 million in guaranteed money to him over the next, you know, two years? And I think that's a valid uh, point. And not only that, you know, you look at it from a
1: PR standpoint, with with, uh, Kyle being out with with San Francisco – you know, his father would be constantly, you know, <laughs> criticizing the way Washington was handling Kirk Cousins, trying to, you know, oh, get yeah. public sentiment on Kirk Cousins' side and, and get him to to the 49ers. And so they might not want to deal with their headache anymore either. Cause like, there's one guy that reports on, on, on Washington's football team, and I swear, you can just tell every time he tells it's an unnamed source exactly who that unnamed source is, and his last name is Shannon. <laughs> and the funny thing about that, anybody listen to this podcast and hears it, everybody knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that's the sad part about it. Like nobody's going to be like, "Hmm, I wonder who he's talking about." Everybody knows <laughs> right away. Like it's so damn obvious, dude. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Might as well name him. My <laughs> name I mean, source tells me this pro Kirk Cousins thing and pro Kyle Shanahan thing. Well, uh, you know, being a little bit uh, concerned about the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> wonder who that was.
2: Wow.
0: Uh, I, I, even like Mike Shanahan out of coaching, what, three years now? Still a force. For League Sources.
1: Right. I mean, he's, he's keeping <laughs> League Sources in business. He probably got, like, he probably got a copyright. <laughs> you know, well, the,
0: the last report that came sources. out, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah, who's with ESPN now. I didn't quite realize, but you could tell oh, like, yeah? that came. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought it was it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't I don't remember that like ever being really announced or widely publicized or anything, but but like he was on that and like talking about how the team feels like <laughs> this is where I knew it was a team source because um they felt like Colt McCoy could could be their guy too. What <laughs> like now that is some public negotiation right there.
1: Right, you're taking a little too far. You know what I mean? Like, See, you're doing fine. You're doing great. But then you just had to go a little bit too far. And everybody got to give you the side out. Like, come on. Really? Really? Oh, McCoy, okay, let's go ahead and roll that dice. Now. Let's see how that works out for you.
0: Maybe they just, maybe they're just waiting. To, maybe they want to get rid of Cousins and sign Tony Romo.
1: And you know what? That'll be better than saying Coke McCoy. Like, yeah. don't give me Coke McCoy as an option. I might combine like to buy Tony Romo. You know, yeah. I, mean, know,
0: I could see him making a run at Tony like Romo. Like I
2: said, here's the thing.
1: Here's That's the a Dan point.
0: Snyder contract going to happen.
1: Look, it, it might be the smartest thing they've ever done because they do have a small window right now. Mm-hmm. If they can re-sign DeShaun. Man, Listen. They would still be cooking with fish grease. And you get Tony in there, if he could just stay healthy for one year, he would have the greatest complement of receivers he's ever had. Yeah. Uh, You know, across the board. So, and tight end, well, you know, (laughs) look, (laughs) I love uh, Whitney. He's a a ball for life just like me. But I mean, I'm not so sure (laughs) that uh, the kid in Washington right now isn't better. As yeah. far as at least, you know, as a, a passing, uh, a weapon in a passing game. So, shit, why wouldn't you do it? Really, like, you, 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 you show me a show of hands who would pick Tony Romo over Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I don't see a damn hand. I'm never ever listening to you about football again. <laughs> On anything. <I> don't care. <laughs> if your hand didn't shoot up when I said who would take Tony Romo, over Kirk Cousins for one year, then yeah, I'm just I, I don't <laughs> man, you are not the same. We, we we're not gonna see out pretty much anyway. And I bet you voted for Trump. <laughs> uh
0: which if they if they did raise their hand for that it makes you want to see then you like I that's a person I would definitely want to get their hot take on Jay Cutler too.
1: Listen they police. They police. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say, don't give them no don't take, Don't say nothing around them. they can going to come back to get you. they police. <laughs> You're going to take Kirk Cousins over Tony Romo for one year? Man, <laughs> listen, and you can get Deshaun the, the Jackson back? Because, look, it, <laughs> here's the craziest thing about the scenario. Tony Romo will probably get less money than, than, than Kirk Cousins has so for. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's less than the fucking, uh, you know, t- franchise take. Yeah. So yeah, tell me, tell me more about why you think they're playing. <laughs> and we're talking about for one year.
0: It'd be pretty smart too, because then they could use their draft. I mean, they've got the seventeenth overall pick, and then like, okay, if they did trade Cousins or something like that, maybe they get—I oh, don't know about this, but you know, like the, you get the Niners' second overall pick or something like. Because then they go get a pass rusher or something like that. Like, hey man, you're pretty just good for, shape.
1: There's a lot of ways you can go with this, and plus, just from a PR standpoint. Who ain't gonna watch? Want to watch Tony Romo twice against the Cowboys?
2: Oh yeah,
1: I mean, they—they they, said so all will kind of mention guys on record if they sign uh, Romo. Oh hell one yeah! Year. And so like, there's, there's every single way you look at this, it will make it will be a smart move, and that's 100% why yeah. they will never even do it. Yeah,
0: at two prime, that's two guaranteed prime it just time makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
1: makes too much sense. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> I, the Romo sweepstakes will be sort of interesting to watch. I, I, I mean, I'm sure Dallas will eventually just have to release him because, like, I don't think people are going to trade a whole lot for the contract he's well, got right now.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on how many how many teams are real serious about getting him. Yeah. Like if you're the Broncos again, they also have that window. They just got a Super Bowl. They fell out of it this year.
2: Yeah. If you
1: can get Romo and, and fit him in with all those other guys you got, like
2: Vaughn. Oh yeah.
1: And then it looks, and then it looks like if they release him, he might go somewhere else. Yeah. You, you might get something for him. Yeah. Again, that, that's that's another situation where <coughs> deadlines are going to spur action because so yeah. as uh, soon as that, that that uh the first opportunity they have where they can cut him. And get a little bit of cap relief. Shit. Right around that time everybody's gonna start calling and be like, Well, are you sure you wanna release some how about we offer? Of <laughs> oh, you know, they might, like, you know, well you, you sure? You sure? Just release them? You want for? Yeah. I we we got the second round pick over here looking pretty good. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Dallas could use it too. That's interesting. The Texans are another team people keep talking about with Roma, and and that's not, you know, I mean, like, it's easy to laugh at the Texans, because, like, you just think about, you think about the Texans, and, you know, my first thought is Brock Osweiler, but, you know, they're a pretty good team this year, except for Brock Osweiler. Now, except for Brock Osweiler, that's a big, big, big fucking dangling participle out there or whatever but
1: I mean See, my only question would be how can you get rid of, of Brock at the same time well I off? mean
0: that's the thing how you'd have to kind of figure out how you're going to fit because they can't get rid of him this year they could do it next year but
1: right, exactly you'd so, have to like,
0: kind of have some cat magic going on there
1: where, what they would have to have is Tony Romo would actually have to want to be there yeah then he would take a you know like a smaller deal this year it's backloaded, Maybe it's like maybe a three-year contract, but it's back loaded. So they get cap relief this year, and then next year they can release Osweiler, and then he gets the bump of salary. It would probably take something like that. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, shit, if you're Tony Romo, there's a lot worse places for you to be, that's for sure. Oh, and you're still yeah. in the state of Texas. You know, everybody still loves you down there. Yeah. So, I mean, he would be like a guy in Houston. They already tasted the playoffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You got Ted Hawkins. You got this bunch of you know other young guys, Will Fuller, all of those guys. Yeah. Man, you, you, like I said, you could go a lot worse places. And I think there's no state tax in Texas. I'm not sure about that one.
0: No, there's no state income tax in Texas.
1: Right. So, again, <laughs> you could do a lot worse.
0: <laughs> it's uh... a <laughs> – they somebody once said no state income tax I'm like how do y'all pay for everything he's like well we just tax the shit out of everything else
2: <laughs> right
1: exactly <laughs> I was, about to, <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> about to jump right into that I'm one a, I'm on withhold gonna say, comment I'm stick to sports I'm stick to sports today
0: some dumb shit that dumb shit Darren Rovell tweeted that yesterday it's like oh sure Magic could lure more players to the Lakers but Nobody's gonna want to pay the California income tax. It's like, uh, nobody, cause like no California teams ever get superstars. It's just like, you know, Lakers
1: never everything big time players. The Dodgers either. Never heard of. Them.
0: <laughs> or the Warriors or anybody else. Oh man. I every time I open Twitter, Steven, it's just a fucking treat, let me tell you. <laughs> It's like, it's like mm. biting into a cupcake with your eyes closed. You just don't know what you're going
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe chocolate, yeah, maybe licorice. If, if you if, never know. If it's a potluck at church, there's definitely an description. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. Don't know if that sister Odell cupcake or not. hope that.
0: Oh man, Close church potlucks. Eyes. Now it's that's, great. that's a dicey place to eat. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Though, yeah. I, best fried
1: chicken I've ever had was at a church potluck, though. Oh, yeah. It's, listen, it's very much to the mix. Yeah. Like, you, you're there for a reason. Because, you know, there might be some fish that's just great, you know, they, they fry that catfish just right. Yeah. But then the spaghetti might really not even be cooked. Like, <laughs> it might just have stringy spaghetti that's not even cooked in like, watery pasta sauce. <laughs> So it's very hit or miss, but you're there for a reason because you're there for the hit, see?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But <laughs> the cupcake, Sister of Odell Cupcake, you're just not sure. It, it might be a hit, might be a miss. <laughs> and that is definitely, the you know, a good uh, allegory to Twitter. <laughs> you never know. Sign in, you know? You don't. You really don't. I see something about John Lynch being named DM one day. Pretty good, you know. Uh, next time and you got some you know, jackass trying to shoot a kid in the middle of a neighborhood. So it's just uh,
2: Twitter.
0: It's it's the place to be. I I had withheld I like I I fought and fought the urge and then like I saw that Robel tweet yesterday, I'm like, fuck I can't. I just got to. I got to scratch that itch. I got to tweet. I had to tweet, and then I did. And now I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done for a little bit. <laughs> Let's see what else is happening in the NFL world today. There's all this. Like everything is at that level of. It's being talked about, but nothing really like substantial is coming out about it. Oh, speaking of Twitter, well, here's one of my favorite NFL stories happening right now. Martellus Bennett and Patriots fans who were mad at him for not taking a hometown discount or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to come at Martellus be Bennett mad. on Twitter. You better be ready. Because he uh, shot right back. only only Martellus Bennett can oh man let's see what else oh what did you like you know we did have a trade sort of has it actually gone through now the Julius Thomas Brandon Albert trades I guess since they had to do it where like at at first it was going to be one for one and then it became what they got traded for a seventh round pick Each got a seventh round pick to go the other way. I mean, basically, they got traded one for one and swapped seventh round picks, but they did it in kind of that hinky way where it was like, you know, I'm trading you Brandon Albert for a seventh, and I'm going to trade you Julius Thomas for a seven.
1: Right, but but it's not not related.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Totally separate. (laughs) Totally separate. (laughs) That finally happened. I don't, I, I guess I just, like, I guess Thomas, like, I know he had a couple good years with Peyton in Denver, but, like, it's just hard to see that. I mean, I know Adam Gase is there, but it's just hard to see him, them replicating that with uh, um, With Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill.
1: Yeah, and, and that's my thing. Like, you know, Brandon Albert was a part of that office live when they really got rolling. Um, about the middle of the season on when, when Jay Ajayi had those, that run of 200-yard games and they were really running the ball well and all that good stuff. And to me, the way your team reacted to that and the way that, that they kind of took on their hard nose mentality mm-hmm. once they started running the football that way, to me, made continuing to, to kind of you know, keep the status quo there more important than adding a weapon for Ryan frickin' Tanner here Yeah. But, you know, offensive coordinator is an offensive coordinator, so, you know, I'm sure he's thinking, well, I get a another toy to play with, and, and I know how to use Julius Thomas. They just know how to use him. And, and Julius Thomas's been banged up. He kept, you know, he's been injured quite a bit since he was with Jacksonville. Who even knows if he's going to be healthy? But I, I do think when he's healthy, he's a matchup nightmare, but who cares? If, look, if, if Ryan said he was going to throw you out of every game, who cares how good Julius Thomas is going to look when he gets yeah. you know, ten catches for hundred yards and you still lose? I just I don't understand. I don't understand it from uh, the Dolphins' perspective. I understand it perfectly from the Jaguars' oh, perspective yeah. because what has been their biggest problem? Makes Our sense. Offensive line can actually protect their quarterback. And so the first step towards rebuilding uh, uh, Blake Borders is going to be getting him some better protection. Yeah. And let's see what he can do when he actually has time to talk. Yeah. And so, I mean, it makes perfect sense to them. I just – I don't really understand. You know, I know they got Larry McClung and they're probably going to move him out the left tackle, but, man, you know, unless he just had to, to do this, I, I don't understand pulling the trigger on this trade. Yeah
0: no I, I i don't and like you know our dolphin site made a a, a good point about you know you, tra- you trade albert and you move tunsal and we talked about tunsal playing on the left side last year on our last podcast not to great results but not only is there a question mark now with tunsal at left tackle they don't have a, you know you you got a hole where tunsal was a guard and he was a pretty good guard and their other guard, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, is a free agent this year. So now you need two guards, and you got a left tackle that may or may not be ready to play the position and your team played its best football, like you said, last year when you had this tough offensive line and, and you, you know, built around the running game. It seems kind of like you know, same old Dolphins sort of stuff
1: here. Right. And I was really buying into Alan Gates, but I just, you know, maybe he'll surprise me. Maybe this will work out fine. But I just don't understand doing something for something's sake. Yeah. Like you got a pretty good offensive line. You had a pretty good winner formula last year riding a Ajayi and listening to uh, Tanner Hill's role. Yeah. I don't understand, you know, looking at your family and being like, hey, all this stuff that we did good, let's just throw that out the window and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Again, maybe that works out fine. I'm sure that usually does.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, and I hate to be, I hate to cast aspersions in February, but I mean, a dolphin doesn't change its stripes. Isn't that what they say?
1: <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> but listen. I just want to point out, you know, I like pointing out stuff when I get it right. Uh, but I just want to point out last year, I asked the question, where were we going to play Mario Williams? Because they signed him. I had Cameron Wake, and yes, he was coming off an injury, oh, but yeah. everybody you know, expected him to come back and play well. And neither one of those guys played on the right side. And everybody was like, oh, it worked itself out. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. If both guys can only play on the left side. You only got so many reps to go around. And sure enough, about halfway through the season, they looked up and said, hey, we only, we only can play one guy left in and both of these guys play left defense in end. Mm-hmm. Cameron Wake is playing better. Let's get rid of uh, Mario Williams. Had Mario Williams played better, guess what? Cameron Wake would have been gone. But just wasting that money on the du- duplicating, you know, the position, this didn't make a lot of sense to me. And just like I'm concerned about that, I'm concerned about this trade. I'm just, you know, giving you fair warning. I don't really understand it, and we'll see how it works out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, like right now, I mean, I, you know, if I had to predict, I, I think I, I would probably, I know who I would pick to win the NF, the AFC East in 2017, even though we're a long way from the season, so. And I don't think – I think anyone that has listened to this enough knows I'm not exactly any sort of Boston Homer or anything like that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens Uh, because, you know, the Bills are an interesting situation too. But, again, I don't know. You know, they seem intent to get rid of Tyrod Taylor up there. So, I mean, I I understand Taylor's, you know, not Tom Brady or anything. But, you know, he seems like a – a decent enough quarterback. But again, maybe it's like the Cousins thing. You don't want to, you know, he's he's good enough, but he's not worth what you're going to pay him for.
1: Hey, an interesting question would be, let's ask GMs would they rather have Kirk Cousins or um, the kid up in Buffalo? Yeah. Because I'm betting more, than, more GMs than people think We'll take Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. (laughs) You give me Tyrod Taylor and Washington's array of talent on offense? Man, listen. (laughs) 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 But, you know, at the same time, Kirk Cousins is going to be making over $20 million a year from somebody this year, and Tyrod Taylor might not even be a starter in 2017. So who knows?
0: Crazy, and then everyone will bitch it that there's not enough quarterbacks to go around for 32 teams in the league, right? Right, it's <laughs> amazing,
1: just amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, it's gonna be wild. It's interesting because you got like this year, I, I mean, it's February, is they the 23rd or the 24th? Yeah, it's 23rd. So it's the 23rd. I mean, this month is almost over, and the, because they pushed the Combine back, ne- the Combine starts next week. It runs through March 6th. March 7th is when that tampering window opens, you know, with the where you can talk to free agents without actually talking to them kind of thing from other teams. And then, um, and then March 9th, Katie by the door because it's free agency, and that's going to be... That's going to be a hell of a week. (laughs) From combine to free agency with, you know, no chance to catch your breath in there. So draft and free agency, all on the same plate, one week, strap on the feed bag. Man,
1: will the takes be so hot? Extra hot. During that time period.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Ice room ball. laughs>
0: hot chicken takes <laughs> yeah it's gonna be I, i'm gonna like I, i'm gonna have to catch up because i like with the combine coming up i'm not super well versed on draft stuff yet so i gotta I, I gotta gotta get these names i mean obviously i know the big ones miles garrett deshaun watson um yeah <laughs> Those
1: guys,
0: (laughs) Mitch Trubisky.
1: I I can't can't wait to hear Bruce on the Bruce channel pronounce his name, (laughs) Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Uh,
0: And everybody, like Draft Twitter, has already assured me that this is not a good quarterback class in the draft. So I guess I could just ignore it anyway. So, right, pretty much. (laughs) yeah I don't know like have you like is there anything combine wise you're kind of interested to see it sounds like all the quarterback guys are gonna are gonna go through the motions I mean I I guess the big thing that come out of the combine isn't their exercise results it's more you know if you find out somebody's got oh hey we got some knee issues or some shit like that
1: right Um, nowadays it seems like even when a guy doesn't perform that well at the Combine, nobody really freaks out like they used to. Like, nobody's, you know, uh, Amari Cooper, you know, ran ran like a high four or five or something like that. Yeah. Still went where he probably should have gone. You know, maybe could have went a little bit higher. Uh, Joey Bosa ran a slow time last year in the 40. Nobody freaked out. So, uh, you know, you're right. It's pretty much more like when the surprises come out. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, or or this guy is doing terrible interviews, you know, he's not you know, admitting to mistakes, da 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 he, This guy's a prima donna, you know, quarterback, walks around like he owns the place, you know, all this. And who knows how much of that is even true or not. So, yeah. It, it, look, it's line season, it's draft season, so it is officially line season. Uh, take everything with a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, the workouts themselves, it, it just doesn't seem like. I remember the Cam Newton workout. Remember? Oh, yeah. Remember I was killing him at the combine. Still went first overall. Uh, Teddy, maybe the only one that actually seems like it actually made a difference instead of Bridgewater, ironically enough. Yeah. Uh, and then he ends up still playing well. So, um, I just, you know, I, I, I don't, it doesn't seem like the work out. For me, I, they confirm some things I see on film or if they don't, like if a guy's way faster at the combine than he looked on film, it'll make me go back and watch the film again.
2: Yeah.
1: But, you know, it's it's a new day. Before, you know, <laughs> if a receiver didn't run a 4-4, oh, this guy, there's no way he can make it. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, Thankfully, we we moved on from that.
0: Well, I'm just I'm just yeah. glad because I think it's Friday next Friday, it'll be offensive lineman running the forty. So <laughs> who,
2: who
1: who who doesn't want to see that? I mean, exactly.
0: I just all I look forward to is because you know that's the chance that we here behind the scenes the SB Nation get to mix in some major laser and stuff like that with <laughs> gifts of guys running the gifs of the big guys running the forty at the combine. So. <laughs> important stuff. I'm just focused on the important stuff here. Yeah. Cool. Lion season, that Bridgewater stuff, God, that makes, I wonder if we'll see that this year. Wait, Cause that was like, you had like, this wasn't, that wasn't some, you know, Nolan Naraki guy with the coded race talk with Teddy Bridgewater. That was a pretty, uh, one of the top network draft analysis that really just like campaigned hard against Bridgewater.
1: Yeah, man, he just went all,
0: didn't he? Oh. The it was worst, a, the like a fucking jihad. I mean, he had a jihad against this guy. I you know? <laughs> I'm like, what's the deal? What did this guy do to you? Hey, man, you're going to get a flag by the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh just wait they want us to like send all these podcasts transcribing services that's gonna be oh <laughs> uh, please I would like an apostrophe not a G when I say fucking on the air here uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness I'm just glad I don't have to fly in the <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah he was he was definitely on one about Teddy Bridgewater. It was just, it was crazy. Oh, it was, was ugly. Ugly. But, you know, I think, I, I hate to say it, but I think Deshaun Washington, whoo, it, it seems like it's shaping up to be a real doozy on, yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. The People debate over have uh, Deshaun Washington. And that further lets me, uh, reminds me why I don't do quarterback evaluation. <laughs> I'm not trying to get in there foolish at
2: all.
0: <laughs> oh yeah everyone already because he's one that people already have opinions about informed or otherwise so it'll be uh whoo yeah that should be that, there should be some hot takes ba- band or somebody gave freaking jordan rogers a microphone the other day and he had some quarterback takes oh it was uh he would rather have kirk cousins than kim <laughs>
1: He, right, I and guess that's why you're Jordan further That he is police, and he definitely voted for Trump.
2: that's oh, yeah. all I'm
1: saying. Yeah. <laughs> Take that how you want to. I didn't say whether voting for Trump was good or bad. I'm just telling you that Jordan <laughs> Rogers is police. Aaron Rodgers had every reason to cut him off. I don't even care what the reason was. It was warranted, and he voted for Trump.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and <sighs> stick to. I mean, you reality TV stars got to stick together. I, I didn't realize that Jordan Rogers, because obviously The Bachelor's not high on my watch list. But yeah, he was on The Bachelor. So I guess he gave a rose to... The only reason that really came to radar is because somebody at the Washington Post, bless their headline-making hearts, made a headline that said, Jordan Rogers would give Kirk Cousins a rose over Cam Newton. I thought that was a pretty good. As an editor, I had to tip tip of my cap to that headline writer there. I appreciated that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's going on. So, now, let me ask you something. Like, it sounds like quarterback hot takes aside, I think right now it's pretty safe to say most people really feel like Miles Garrett, the pass rusher out of Texas A&M, is the number one overall prospect in the draft this year.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Is he, I mean, I know you've started to kind of look at some of the film with him, like, and I know you're working on this and I don't want to, I don't want to totally blow it here. But like, what have you seen from him so far?
1: Um, man, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, uh, people were not happy with me last year uh, with my evaluation of Joey Bosa. Hey, the guy <laughs> went out there and got rookie of the year um this season more power to him. <laughs> but I kinda feel like for the second year in a row, <laughs> the consensus uh, best defensive lineman, maybe best defensive player in the draft, according to everybody else, is going to not really be um quite that for me. Mm-hmm. Um Now, I haven't seen anybody else in this draft yet. So maybe he is the cream of this particular crop.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But um, let's just say so far he leaves something to be desired. Mm -hmm. Mostly effort. That's mostly effort. A little bit of dog. I wish I'd see a little bit more dog in him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Um, (laughs) so far haven't really seen that whole number one overall knocking the socks off ability. And I watched five games twice.
0: Yeah. Before. Interesting. Yeah. So, not the Von, not the Von Miller, Texas A and M level passing product.
1: Not Von Miller, not even really um, this kid and, and um, Vic Beasley, not even really that.
0: So. Gotcha. Mm, it'll be it'll be interesting to see that for me. <laughs> hmm Let me ask we'll see. You, what I, here's what I wanna know. And I know we've talked about this just as like writer and editor before, but like I I think it's a cool discussion to kind of have. When you sit down, like when you go to look at it, it whoever it is. Doesn't matter. Obviously you know Your fair share, I think it's safe to say, about pass rushing. What do you look for? Like, what do you look at in these guys when you sit down to do an evaluation of of a defensive end or, you know, a pass rusher without, you know, getting into the position necessarily?
1: Well, just on the pass rushing side of it, uh, one, the first thing I look for is technique. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, What do they do with their hands? Are they, uh, do they have good footwork? Um, how does they get off do they get off the ball are, are they guessing the snap count or do they just have real good reactions on it mm-hmm. Bells, like Dallas, are they on the ground a lot can they turn the corner um <clears throat> Do they understand uh not going deeper than the quarterback and you know do they have counter moves mm-hmm. and so um, do they have a signature move? Because it's always easier when you have a guy that has one move where they really feel comfortable doing at all times and they can win with it. Mm-hmm. Because then you know you go to the pros they at least have that one thing they can hang their hat on. Mm-hmm. When times get rough and they will. And they can just work on that and work on that and work on that and you know get them a counter to it and be pretty well off. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, Now <laughs> when you grade these guys you have to understand that they don't all have the same uh, defensive line coach. They don't all play in the same kind of scheme. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of grade on the curve. One guy might have better technique than another guy, but it just might be a product of where they're playing football at Yeah, rather than the guys themselves. So um, you just kind of have to, you know, when a guy has poor technique, you have to look beyond his technique and see, what well, does he have the kind of physical traits you're looking for where if you do give him the technique, he'll be a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things i look try to look at when I evaluate this guy, the mm-hmm. guy.
0: And then you have the guys that just are like, they have less polished technique, but they have that. I mean, obviously, I think the, the ultimate example in recent years is Clowney with less polished technique, but just this sort of, freakish level of ability and athleticism
1: right you'll see guys make plays that, that you know maybe even in spite of poor technique sometimes without any technique at all mm-hmm. they'll make the kind of play that most people can't make no matter how good you get their technique I remember watching clowny out in space and you, you just couldn't block him out there like yeah you know the few times they would have him out there, and maybe somebody, just a sort of tight end or something, to try to uh, do a kick out block, and he would just be untouched in the backfield making plays. So, you know that's obvious. Watching watching film with some guys, that they're just special. Mm-hmm. To me, you know, I didn't really see a whole lot of that from now Garrett, for instance. I saw him make some really good plays. I saw him have some pretty good technique. I really didn't see him make a whole lot of oh wow plays where I was like, man, how did he do that? Yeah. And normally that's the kind of plays you expect a, a potential number one pick in the draft to make.
0: Mm-hmm. When you you go thinking back over the years, I mean, it's been it's been a few years you've been doing these now. Who like who's really like who are some of the guys that have stood out to you as college products? for their technique?
1: Oh, well, that's pretty easy. Uh, Joey Bosa was great with his technique in college, one of the more polished players I've ever seen. Aaron Donald was the best, the Mm -hmm. very best guy, technique-wise that I've broken down since I started um, about three years ago. So those two guys just were, they were unfair. In college when it came to that kind of thing, technique and -hmm. and just knowing, you know, football.
0: Yeah. Man, Aaron Donald. (laughs) Oh man. Such a shame. Well maybe Fisher's gone. Maybe this is the big this is the season that the Rams defense can overcome the seven and nine bullshit, but we'll see. (laughs) interesting well it's going to be a good year i mean i always look forward to these breakdowns because it's a good way to kind of i look forward to because you, you you get the sense of these players and then you see it on the tape and you know the gifs and stuff like that that we put in there and then you look at you know then they get in the nfl and they start playing and it's always interesting to think back and look back at those pieces and think about, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can see that, you can see that, you can see that. But has there any, has there ever been anyone that sort of, like, surprised, like, under, well, like, you were sort of, I mean, like, they didn't live up to where you thought they could be as NFL players?
2: Um, hmm. Let me think.
1: There's been some, some receivers that's been hurt, like Kevin White, yeah. those guys. As far as guys that have actually played, um, no, I don't think so. I think most of them have been right around what I thought they would be mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, Khalil Mack has been a little bit better than I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a guy like uh, Rashid H- Hagerman in Atlanta, and I basically said at the time that he it was a toss-up, yeah. he could become the player or he could wash out, and he's kind of been exactly that. So, you know, the guys who I kind of were, you know, had some concerns about, Randy, Gregory, close to mind, have kind of, you know, borne that out as well, and the guys I thought who were going to do pretty good, most of them have done pretty well, and some of them maybe have exceeded my
2: expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's it's easier to pick than the breakout players.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, we don't to have to deal with free extent. agency. You know, all of the shit that happens with breakout players, like free agency and roster cuts, and.
1: Right. That's what I was about to say. Like normally, you know, the guys I'm looking at as, as far as doing breakdowns on for the draft are potential first round picks, and so you know that wherever they go. More than likely, that team is going to try to set them up for success right away.
2: Yeah,
1: so it's easier to kind of project them. Whereas with the breakout players, like you said, since I yeah I just finished a breakout player profile, looked up on Twitter. so so just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like literally, uh, the, the tight end for the Bucks last year. Yeah, and just, great, great uh, breakout player. Uh, for him and this dude goes out and gets drunk and thought so I'm going to have to take a big you know, crap on the TMZ video of course and he, he, they ship his ass right out there like you gotta do
0: shit <laughs> uh, that's 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 always the rough part about the breakout players is you get them done early you know it's June you're working on them and like well that's the only thing about working on stuff in June in the NFL world because but see,
1: the, oh. the thing for me is, you know, I, I base everything on tape. So, yeah. like, I don't listen to really trade rumors, or you know, I, I don't really listen to, well, this guy's on the bubble. This guy got, a, you know, he, he might get cut. This guy got a chance to start this year. I, I kind of make my own uh, my own um, assertions about that because I'm just going almost strictly from tape. So, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's been a situation where, you know, it was obvious that the team was going to get rid of a guy, but on tape it looked like they shouldn't have. And so, you know, I'm starting to work on uh, a breakout player column and then look up and they're cut, right? But the but the field say they probably shouldn't be cut. So that's just, you know, maybe I need to start giving me some unnamed sources. <laughs>
0: I don't know. You, know I, you got Mike Shanahan's number. <laughs> Right,
1: you know, hey, at least we'll deal with This one guy I know will give me a quote <laughs> every time I ask, as long as it's about Kirk Cousins, and makes him look like a genius. So. <laughs> Dude, that's not what I'm asking about. <laughs> I'm asking you about
2: pass rushing.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it'll be a combine one week from today it'll be a, it'll be interesting to see all that shit that goes on because we gotta have it's gonna be a busy 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 week so
1: oh and we get to see the chair section this year
0: no so get- yeah. oh and people like are gonna like you can get tickets to watch the press conferences this year let me tell right. you, and the workouts, and the workouts, and the workouts. Know? Let me tell you, there is nothing just, as exciting as a press conference. Let me tell you, <laughs> you, get to, you get to hear, you know, they, they ought to sell tickets to watch, so you could watch the the beat writers, fucking get in, almost come into get into fistfights when they put out the sandwich tray. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that happen a couple times too. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway uh oh, oh did, there's that there's one other combine thing i guess chad kelly is despite getting his invitation rescinded is going to go to the combine and have like a town hall on the steps at lucas oil stadium oh,
1: Lord. Or something like no that. that's a bad idea who's his agent <laughs> that's a good idea. I,
0: it's, they mentioned his agent, and I, it wasn't a, a guy I recognized. So that was that's always a red flag. <laughs> right. Listen, I, I bring some ketchup to that one. You don't want,
1: you, you, you don't want <laughs> your combined experience to be don't leading you away in handcuffs. That's not the way to get a I'm just saying. Like no.
0: <laughs> That was my first question: Is do you think he'll bring his AK-47? Because right, that's probably yeah, not going to yeah, hurt look, his draft no. stuff.
1: Man, that's just not the way to go about it. I'm just saying, that's not the way to go about it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. this You you forget, like, how, like, you you try to, like, I try to approach draft season serious mindset. I'm mean, going to think about these players. I'm going to think about the draft. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you got to remember, there's, like, 90% of draft season is all the crazy bullshit that goes <laughs> with it, so... So not only is it draft season, it's uh coded race racist draft season. It's AK47 draft season. It's all kinds of crap draft season, so. Yeah, get ready. It should be fun. <laughs> uh, as if America needed another high-minded thing to discuss. Here comes the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Steven, um alright, I think that's good. Let's uh we'll wrap this up and I don't know if they're gonna transcribe this or not, but um I'm gonna hope they Yeah do.
1: we are gonna, gonna go ahead and sniff that part out. <laughs> well, I don't even know what you're talking about as a of fact. What,
0: what, what, what? I don't either, and the people that are gonna be looking at my passport application, hey, don't worry about it. It's cool, I promise.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't even know what we're talking about, but yeah, it's cool. Whatever it is we're talking about, it's definitely cool.
0: Anything the feds said about a 97 Nissan Altima in Western Colorado in June 2003 with Missouri license plates? Well, I guarantee you there is another Nissan Altima with Missouri nice license plates in Colorado that year. So just chill out, okay, feds? It's fine. <laughs> All right, Stephen, good show. Uh, we'll get this on the web, and let's get together next week, because this time next week uh, we'll be in the thick of draft and rumors and bullshit season.
1: Yep, yeah, and I, I might actually be done with
2: the Miles Garrett We'll see.
0: We'll, then, then we'll have even more Miles Garrett to talk about. Hot takes aplenty.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>